Welcome to That's Orgasmic, a podcast discussing the orgasmic and not-so-orgasmic moments of all things sex, relationships, and mental health. I am your host, Emily Duncan, and I'm a sexologist who provides online sex coaching sessions to help you cultivate sexual wellness. This podcast is being recorded on Wadawurrung land. We pay our respect to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past and present. We extend that respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Please enjoy this episode. Today I'm joined with Dr. Elliot Justin, who is the CEO and founder of FirmTech, the first sex tech company dedicated to improving men's erectile fitness. So in this episode, we talk all about erectile health, erectile fitness, what that is, and also erectile dysfunction. So anybody who struggles to get an erection, maintain an erection, or experiences things like uh, premature ejaculation, this is the episode for you. We talk about the things you can do, why these these things even happen, um, and also this really cool new cock ring. Before we jump into the episode, I just wanted to let you know that I've opened up a wait list for sessions with me at Emily Duncan Sexology. This is for anybody who has looked at my session times and they just don't quite work for you and your schedule. I have a lot of international clients and because of time zones, it can be quite difficult to book in with my current session times. So please, if you've been wanting to book in a session with me, jump onto the website join the waitlist or email me at emilyduncan at thatsorgasmic.com telling me that you want to join the waitlist and I will let you know when more session times have appeared and hopefully they'll work for you. Now please enjoy today's episode. So today I want to discuss erectile health. Um, I think it's a really important topic and I think it's something that people aren't necessarily talking about. Like people aren't, you know, checking going, how are your erections or <laughs> having those, I guess, seeing it as an indicator of health. Um, so I want to talk about healthy erections to erectile difficulties, but I really want to start with the basics so that the listeners um, are across everything. What is erectile health? Well, erectile health is, is, is a measure of your ability to perform sexually. We call it erectile fitness uh, because we're all men and women for that matter too. Or we're all on this path from erectile fitness to erectile dysfunction. And we'd all like to be able to stop where we are and say, I don't want to deteriorate anymore. I don't want to go down that path. Uh, or if we are having troubles, troubles, we'd like to be able to reverse our direction and, and go back to where things, where things are better for us. So, you know, Emily, we're fortunate to, to live in this age of wearables for health, smart watches, smart rings, smart bands, smart scales, you know, et cetera. Uh, and it's quite telling though, that in that, in that world, there's a huge gap and that's sex. And what do men and women for that matter, what, what do people, ca- people care more about how many steps it took yesterday or whether they lost a quarter kilogram or gained a quarter kilogram or their sex or their sex, status of their sexual health. So our mission at firm tech is better sex for everyone and better sex for everyone through data. That's that's what that's the game changer. So right now, if uh, if I and I'm 70 years old, if I went to a doctor and said, "Gee, I feel a little short of breath and a little chest pain when I walk down the driveway," and the doctor just said, "Hey, well, try some pills," I would think, you know, what the fuck is this, 1880? I want an electrocardiogram. I want I want a, you know, I want blood tests. 
uh, see, you can say to someone your age. You, if you went to a doctor with a problem, you expect that their diagnosis would be based upon data, not just upon their, upon their opinion. But when it comes to sex for men and women, doctors have really failed people. We don't have data. Uh, we just prescribe. And that's, that's we just say, take this pill, try that pill. Uh, in addition to which, we, doctors don't rate sex as that, that important. We simply, we don't ask people about the status of their relationships, the status of their marriages, the status of, the, of, their, of their sexual health. So we're in this horrible situation right now where you know, the genuine pandemic is, is erectile dysfunction. And it's worse for women than it is for men. But for men, by age 50, 50% of men have erectile dysfunction. By age 30, it's about 25 to 30%. 30%. Uh, and it's multifactorial. But for women, it's worse. And why is it worse for women? Because postmenopausal women have all the same problems that men do with diabetes, hypertension, atherosclerosis, et cetera. But their, their hormones protect them. But once they go through menopause, they lose that, that, that protection to some degree. Premenopausal women take hormones and SSRI antidepressants, both of which are major, have a major impact on, this, on their sexual health. Uh, and right now, there's no way of actually objectively measuring that impact. So if you have data, if you can track it, you can hack it. And that's what we want to deliver to men and women. Mm. Yeah, it's really interesting, especially about the, I guess, the medical system. Like they don't ask. I know so many people that if they go to the doctor for an erectile difficulty in particular, it's like, oh, he's Viagra. And especially as somebody who works as a clinical sexologist, I'm like, there's so much more. Like, Well, the doc, what the doctors don't get. I mean, it's one thing for guys 25 years old can't get up on a date or two uh, to, you know, to check out a pill. But if you're 45, 50 years old and you have hypertension or diabetes, you're you know work up. You have a cardiovascular problem until until proven otherwise, and that's that's how I actually got involved in this. I mean, I've always been really been interested in sex, and mm. I'm probably got involved in this because I'm I'm an outlier uh, in terms of my interest. You know, and I was I don't know of many other men who whose mothers took them to see urologists three times when they were teenagers because they because of their masturbation habit, she thought I would never get into college. Uh, and when I went, when I went off to college, went off to medical school, uh, you know, I went to the, I went to the medical library, library and wanted to read about aphrodisiacs. Uh, I was alone. There was, no, there was no long line of other medical students look, tr- trying to get to the books and read about aphrodisiacs. By the way, none of them work. Uh, so, I uh, about three three years ago, uh, a urologist professor at the University of Utah. Uh, challenged me with coming up with a way of counting the number of men's nocturnal erections that he said are a leading indicator of vascular health. So let, 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 me, let me unpack that. So I, one, I was ignorant, like most doctors, that nocturnal erections are of any significance whatsoever. I mean, my thought was like, what the fuck? Why do you want to know that? I know what you call morning wood in, um, in Australia, but everyone knows about morning wood and they poke our partners with it and they laugh about it. But the fact that that, that is a leading indicator. So what does leading indicator mean? It means it's predictive of your cardiovascular health. So if an average if a man, good health has three to five nocturnal erections per night and that number goes down, he, that man is on his, on his way to having a heart attack or a stroke uh, where, or, or, or he has a major, a major medic, um, side effect from, you know, from a medication. Uh, whereas blood pressure is just association. I mean, high blood pressure is just associated with stroke or heart attack. But we take up, we check out blood pressures religiously here in the United States and you probably do in Australia, in Australia too. Uh, you go to the doctor, they check your blood pressure. You go to the gym, they, t- they encourage you to check your blood pressure. So following your nocturnal erections is really, really valuable. Now, this doctor, this professor of urology, like most straight urologists, 
doesn't know shit about sex toys. So I do. I mean, I'm really, I, you know, my wife and I pretty much have sex every day. And I have had for years and years. We buy sex toys and we play around with things. And um, cock rings suck. They're these hard rubber gaskets or nooses that you, that you put in a penis. They can help to keep an erection hard, but they don't enhance your pleasure. They don't tell you anything of any importance. And you want them off after 25 or 30 minutes because they pinch and they're, they're uncomfortable. So when he told me to come up with the uh, counting nocturnal erection, I thought, well, there's a challenge. We have to come up with a cock ring now that can be worn comfortably overnight. So we need – I'm reaching for one right now. We're reaching for the material. We need to change the material of cock rings. So instead of our ring being made out of hard silicone, this ring is made out of soft silicone. So it's comfortable. It's soft. Uh, you might notice this feature on it. So this is the only cock ring that's made with this feature. I'm pointing out. Are we on camera right now? I guess we are. That's a hook. So I, you know, I, I would say half of the heterosexual sex probably uh, in the world uh, in a committed relationship starts when a man is scratching his wife or girlfriend's back after she takes a bra off at night. So why 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 is that? Because because silicone is uncomfortable. It's, it's irritating to the skin. Uh, well, a cock ring made of silicone is like a woman putting on a bra that's like three or four sizes too small for her. It's you want the damn thing off right you know you know right away. So this is made out of elastomer. It opens and closes with a hook. I was scratching my wife's back, and I looked at, the, at her bra on the ground. I thought, oh, duh. Why are we making cock rings in these in, in these uh, these these O's for all this time? Put a damn hook in it, and now. I mean, women don't put on bras over their head. A, a, a bra is a ring that op- opens and closes. So now we have a cock ring that's easy on, easy off, closed with a hook. It's safe. It's made out of a soft elastomer. Uh, and you can put on when a man is flaccid. Because one of the problems with cock rings for men is you've got to have an erection first. Well, if you guy have a guy who has ED or is worried about have, having ED, first now you've got to have an erection first. Then you've got to fidget with this hard, uncomfortable thing. So we... So we solve what I call the cock ring problem, which is we've made a cock ring that's, that's comfortable and actually is specifically designed to power a man's orgasm and make, and make it more intense by putting the right amount of pressure over the urethra. Women have vibrators. Vibrate, men, men, men have shit when it, comes to, when it comes to effective sex toys. In my lifetime, vibrators have become mainstream. I, I, you know, I, my, my mother's vibrator was stuffed away in the bottom dresser drawer of a, in a supply closet. God, I don't know how often she used it. Probably very infrequently. Uh, my, you know, my wife knows owns I don't know how many, and and, and for making love, she'll go through. She'll use two or three because she wants a different experience, shape, or form, or vibration at a different time of uh, you know of, of our, of our love making. Our daughter is probably, probably close to your age. She takes them on dates. So, what do men have? Uh, well, they have these until. Before now, they just had these un- really uncomfortable, you know, cock rings, and these un- these ridiculous strokers that look like something you could beat, you know, beat someone to death with, mm-hmm. uh, they, and are hardly an improvement on ten fingers or or mouth or you know, vagina. So, one of my our goals at Fremtech is to mainstream cock rings because men need to just kind of open their minds about them. In the, one of the jokes we have at this company is, I'll ask you, the, I'll ask you. How do you tell the difference between a gay doctor and a straight doctor? We ask this question at sex conventions, at, at doctor, doctor conventions. How do you tell the difference? You ask one question. I have a yeah. Do you use a cock ring? Straight guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like Superman and Kryptonite. Oh, no, I don't need that. 
okay, doctor. Yeah, last night you got a better one because the one the one I wore last night was really uncomfortable. So, uh, so so what we're doing here is, is two things for men. One, we, we're coming up with a, a cock ring that's going to make help them to rock harder, last longer, and have more intense orgasm and be more confident. And that benefits the partners as well too, because they're not going to lose their erection. I'll get to that in a moment. But we're also providing men with vital data. We, we are worn overnight. We count the number of nocturnal erections that men have. And worn during sex, we measure the duration and firmness of erections. So with that data, men can then measure the impact of diseases like diabetes or hypertension upon their sexual health. Medications, the big cock killers in our experience are, the, are antihypertensives and SSRI antidepressants. Alcohol, recreational drugs, supplements, uh, and we make and we make it objective, and, you know, and, and personal. But mo- most men's problems, and you probably know as, from your work, most men's actually the issue is not that they can't get up; it's that they lose it. Mm. They they get an erection and they lose it. They, their erection fades, for, and that could be due to anxiety. It could also be due to venous leak syndrome. And the solution is not a PD five medication like Viagra or Cialis, which puts more blood in the penis. The solution is to constrain the venous return. It's a plumbing problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, I would love, there's so much I want to say to the different parts there. I think to go back to the, I guess, a bit of the start of what you were saying there, because erectile you know, dysfunction increases if prevalence as penis owners get older, is that because also like their cardiovascular health is declining? Um, like, is that where the link is? Well, there, there, there are three things you need in order to have an, have an erection. Obviously, having a partner is nice. Having access to porn is nice. But I'm not talking about those. There are three things. You have to have blood flow. You have to have intact nerves. Mm-hmm. And you have to have strong muscles. So let's, let's look at those one by one. Blood. As we get older, we, we, men, we develop... We get hypertension, diabetes, calcification of our, of our small blood vessels, uh, even worse, heart failure. We have decreased blood flow to our penis, uh, uh, and that uh, is one of the major causes, causes of, of non-psychological ED. Um, the second one is, is nerves. Well, the, the most comp- you know, the diabetes not, not only destroys your vascular system, but interferes with, with your nervous system as well, too. Diabetics really suffer from ED because they have a double whammy. They have both they have neurovascular da- damage to the ability to achieve an erection. Uh, the third one is muscle. Well, the muscle involved in erections is smooth muscle. You can't go to the gym and, and, and improve your sexual performance to any great degree. A lot of emphasis today in men and on women is placed upon pe- the pelvic floor and the pelvic floor is important for your vaginal and rectal tone, but does very, very little for the clitoris or the penis itself. It doesn't put more blood in, you know, in, into them. As we get older, all of us develop smooth muscle dysfunction. I mean, if I'm you're, you're young, but I, you know, at my age, if I sit on a plane for five hours, my socks get a little bit tight, my a ring on my finger gets a little bit tight. Now, why is that? It didn't happen when I was 25 years old. It's because the smooth muscles that, that are around our small veins that pump the blood back into the heart were simply weakened with age. Uh, and the, the way to fight against that is by using them. So if I or you, if we starved ourselves for a month uh, and then tried to eat a big meal, we'd vomit. We might even die. 
um, because smooth muscle gastrointestinal system is atrophied. Well, it's that way with penis or the clitoris. It's use it or lose it. So we doctors, we make recommendations about diet and exercise and medication compliance and lots of things. We need to start making recommendations about sex. And we at FirmTech with our urology advisors, we recommend that people that men, women too, have two or three try to have two or three orgasms a week because you want to maintain the smooth muscle tone. Now, the other part of the neurological one that I didn't mention was the mind. So psycho, psychogenic ED uh, is a big problem, especially in, in younger people, though anxiety becomes a factor you know, at all ages. So one of the things you can do with data is figure out whether that's your problem. So I'll take it at both extremes. If a man has four nocturnal erections per night and can't get it up with a partner, there's something going on in the relationship. Uh, or, or uh, And that, that needs to be sorted out. On the other hand, if a man is only having one or two weak nocturnal erections, well, someone's getting wrist fatigue or jaw fatigue for nothing for the last 20, 30 minutes because it ain't happening for that guy. That, that guy has, has a cardiovascular problem, a medication-related problem until proven otherwise, and needs, needs to see a physician. And he needs to see a physician mm-hmm. who's open-minded, who's, who understands uh, you know, you know, issues of, you know, of sexual health. It's really interesting because I just I don't think people are aware of this and they've got no idea about the link between erectile health and cardiovascular health and that, you know, the erections throughout the night are a great thing and that we, you know, we want to be having them and we want to be waking up with a morning erection and having a firm erection. Um, and it's great to see that, you know, we are being able to collect data on that now and also the comfortability in the cock ring that you talked about before having something that you can hook on, I think is fabulous. And cause I think that's the biggest complaint that I've heard myself as a sexologist too, is just that cock rings are so uncomfortable. They just, there's, yeah, it's really hard to get comfort in it. And you want them off. So, so, you know, yeah. I mean, look, a guy with an erection, you can probably stab him in the back. You probably keep thrusting away, but you only after fifteen to twenty minutes with with, with a conventional cock ring, you want the you want the thing off. Well, I don't know about you, but I can guess. I'd like to make love for thirty minutes, forty minutes, fifty minutes, maybe an hour. Uh, I don't want something that's that after fifteen twenty minutes is you know it, you know I want I want to tear tear off my body. Uh, and I didn't. So we didn't mm-hmm. set out. If, uh, the goal at FirmTech was to get the data, but in order to get the data, we had to reinvent the, you know reinvent the cock ring. It's kind of it's been an, an interesting uh, process. I don't have sex without it. before before. Um, I came. We, I came up with this a year, you know, a year ago, February. Uh, I would have sex with a cock ring maybe two or three times a year. My wife and I would get one as a novelty, and, and, and we throw it out. I don't have sex without it now. Now, technically, I don't have ED. Why do I use a cock ring all the time? Why should all men use a cock ring all the time? Because you're going to be harder. So this uh, our ring increases my girth, my diameter, my width by three or four millimeters. Well, no one's going to walk by me and say, oh, porn star, look at, look at that guy. Look at that guy. He's huge. No, but that's the, that, there's no, what guys don't need to realize is that beyond rock hard, there's cock ring hard. There's no amount of manual, oral, vaginal, anal stimulation that's going to get a man harder than a cock ring. So put a, if I you know, have one mess for men, it's like, open your mind up. Put a ring, you know, put a ring on it for more, you know, for more, for more pleasure. There's also the confidence factor. One of the things that people don't like to talk about in relationships, I'm certain it comes up in your practice though, is boredom. So mm-hmm. how do, you know, so a ring is a way of dealing with the anxiety that comes from boredom. Oh my God, we're going to make, you know, we're going to make love. It's going to be the same old thing, blah, 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 you know, blah, you know, so I, 
the the, the ring, and that brought him a distraction as well too. So I I don't know I I wonder whether men have discussed this with you, but one one of the things that men commonly talk about among themselves, heterosexual men, gay guys don't have this problem. Heterosexual men is somehow in the middle middle of uh, passionate lovemaking. My wife, my girlfriend, will start talking about something else, like a fight they had at work, something went on with the kids, something went on with their parents. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, my wife started talking about redesigning the, the bookshelves in our bedroom. It's a really good idea, uh, but not something I wanted to hear about. Now, pre- before having a ring, my attitude towards that being a guy would have been anger. It would have been, what the fuck? You can't hold on to that thought for five or ten more minutes? Uh, if I have a ring on, different mindset. Now I got a hard on. Hey, you want to talk about the next five or ten minutes? I'm still going to be hard. <laughs> I don't, you know, it's great. And also, there there are there are positions that we, and I've heard about this from quite a few of our patients. Well, the cost, not my patients, the customers. Um, that the ring, Sunday, we find ourselves making love in positions that we've given up on, like the missionary position, or, or from behind. I mean, if you're married to someone for 35 years, these these things that might still be be pleasing to to my wife are of limited interest to me and I would lose I actually get annoyed if she wanted to do these things for any length of time because I would lose my erection. But now that I have now that I have an effective ring that's gonna keep me hard for an hour, I love her. So yeah, you want to make love in this position or that position? Great. Uh it also it also relieves the sort of the the, the man's stress about how um being aggressive basically because you don't have to be as aggressive. You don't have to persist with something that's going to take you to orgasm. You can do other things because the, the ring is, is keeping you hard. Um, something you just mentioned then was like certain positions make it harder to have an erection like with aging and stuff. Is there like certain ones that do make it harder for any reason or is it really like a personal thing with each person? I, 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 think, part, I think part of it is simply um, mechanical. Uh, and and it's, part of, it's also part of age. As we, as we age uh, – we become less sensitive. That's why a ring is great because it holds more blood in. More blood is held in. The, 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 more, the more sensitive we are. I think there is there are boredom issues, but there's there's also childbearing. I mean, you know, I, I'll again focus on my wife who doesn't mind my talking about. This. She's here. She's here in the room right now. You know, we you know she's had three children, um, and she's also aging. Her, her pillow floor is, all, is also softer than, than it was. So uh, there are certain positions that just you know produce less less friction. Um, and the ring changes that. The ring makes those positions more, you know, more, more, more exciting again. Which is great. And being able to like, yeah, I guess maintain that erection. Cause I think that is just such a big fear for a lot of people. Like as soon as they lose that erection that therefore they're it's inadequate gone. and that sex has yeah. to end as well. Right. Um, Cause it's so centered around like a penetrative sex. And I feel like that's a big part of my job is then like trying to, you know, rewrite the narrative of what sex actually looks like. Um, is so the cock ring something that you can put on when you don't have an erection? You said that, right? Correct, because because the, the, um, most cock rings choke off the arterial blood flow, so you have to put them on when you're hard. Our ring could put on when a man is flaccid because like, they don't block the arterial flow in; they only constrain the venous return. So that so they don't have to interrupt se- you know sex play to to put them on, and they're also. Um, you know, a lot of you know men. You know, men are cons- men who have performance anxiety or ED are concerned about losing their erections. They have an erection. They 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 really want to keep it, and it can also go away really quickly. It's really because with men and women too. So, as soon as you touch you touch on anxiety, their their the, their capacity for uh, you know for pleasure you know you know, dim- you know diminishes. So the the 
the ring becomes a confidence builder for for both parties. Uh, we've also mm, really found the yeah. ring really valuable in men with pro- with prostate who are after status post prostate surgery too. I wasn't thinking about this when I got involved uh, in, in designing the ring, but men with men who are status post prostate surgery really suffer from uh, significant anxiety and performance anxiety because they're, they're they have neurological damage. So for them to have a ring that's effective is is it's a, is a you know, it's a game changer for, you know, for, for the status, for their mental health, their self-esteem and, and their relationship with their partners. Mm, yeah, I know, especially for those like that have had like prostate cancer. I know it's a really big issue. Um, and from a lot of what I've seen, it's just the same like protocol of like Viagra or like the like injection Pump. into the penis. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, or pumping. Yeah, absolutely. We have, um, we, have, we have men, Emily, who are telling us that they don't need to inject anymore. Or that uh, yeah, they amazing. they don't need to take medications. They pump and they put the ring on, as opposed to having to do all three: injection, pump, uh, you know, and, and medication. Um, we have men who are who are, you know, who are who are unable to penetrate now can penetrate. Anyways, it's it's been really it's well, you're you're in this field too. It's been really satisfying to 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 change so many people's lives in, in, in positive ways. Yeah, absolutely. It's a very, like, I can imagine just rewarding, like seeing that feedback and that it's actually working. Um, I'd be interested in like, so with like penis pumps, is that something that um, I guess can help with that preventing like the muscle atrophy and like, I guess, trying to get that erection and then using the cock ring afterwards to maintain it? You know, the the penis pumps basically... um... They, you know, they uh, they increase blood flow. Uh, they exercise the, the smooth muscle. Um, most penis pumps, though, come with come with hard silicone rings, and they pinch and they're uncomfortable. Men men complain about them. Uh, and we have uh, one of the p- big penis pump companies in the United States, Dr. Joel Kaplan. They 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 sell our ring along with the penis pump. The penis pump they're required by law to sell the hard silicone ring by regulation. Sell a hard silicone ring with with a pump. But they, but the men mm-hmm. prefer putting our our, our our rings on afterwards because they're, they're so, they, because they're so much more comfortable and they can be worn for a longer sex session. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And with your like the cock ring, how many days in a row do you have to wear it to be able to like get the data? Yeah, the um, we recommend four readings, four overnight readings before okay, the data. Okay, that's not too bad. Before, before the date is really, you know. Um, is really accurate. The sensors need to adapt to the individual personal, you know, penis, so to speak. Uh, and so we need, so it, it's, and after that, it's just, uh, you know, you, I mean, I use it, I'm 70 years old. So for me, it's like a blood pressure device. I use, I, I get my data about once a week. I don't need the data, you know, I, you know, you know from, from as long as the data stays relatively consistent, then I don't I don't need to use it on, on a more intense basis. We have we have men who use it more regularly uh, because they're, they're on lots of medications and they're and they're playing around. They they or the doctors are, pl- are playing around with the medication, trying to find out what you know what is going to fix their problem. Uh, we have another ring called a maximum performance ring. That's just the that's different than the, than the the, the 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 tech ring. In that it was the maximum performance ring was specifically designed to produce a more intense orgasm for a man. So again, there's you know no one's really figured out how to use how to make vibrators really effective you know for men. They they certainly are pleasurable. Mm. This ring, my thought was, 
if we can draw out the ejaculation, we'll have a more intense orgasm. So uh, the ring was designed to increase an average, a man's average ejaculation phase from by 50%. So my ejaculation yeah, phase wow. goes, you know, goes from four seconds to seven seconds. Well, that's a really more intense orgasm. I'm still not if it's because my wife's vibrator for her, but uh, my wife, you know, you know, you know, laughs and says she's glad our kids are out of the house because I'm now loud. I'm for the, the orgasm with the maximum performance ring is so intense that uh, you know it's almost a, a, a pillow chewing you know experience, uh, and that's probably become our most recently our most popular you know item. Uh, on the disease end, with with it, men, I, there was a condition called climacteria that I never heard of before, and I'm a doctor. So, you know, it's when men, usually status post prostate surgery, urinate when they climax. Well, that's a rather awkward, uncomfortable, embarrassing situation. Uh, and this woman in Perth, Australia, Melissa Hadley Barrett, she still has the penile rehab program. She uh, she has a, she's doing a study utilizing our device to control climacteria, and it's been almost one hundred percent successful, and well, which, is, which is really exciting. Yeah, that's super exciting. Um, it was really interesting then. So the average erection, how long does that last for? Was it four seconds, or was that just that's the ejaculation? The, oh, not the, the average yeah. erection. The average dire- okay, erection, yeah. that's a whole other issue. So the average erection, um, we the average nocturnal erection lasts longer than people. Pre- we have we have data that no one else in the world has. So we we have sold um, 10,000, maybe 11,000 products by now. About half, about no, but only about 1,500 of them have been the, the device with data. Uh, and of that group of 1,500, we have 1,000 who are regular users, meaning they use it at least once a month. So we have data about that's quite different. Um, now, what, what people think now it could be that our people are using our device are different, but they, we don't. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing a lot of problems with premature ejaculation. I know that's is a problem in the general population, but uh, even if even when we look at, at men under the age of forty in, in our in our da- data set, uh, we're not seeing people who come in like two or three minutes. I I, I know that contradicts. Uh, what is be, what we're being told, but we're actually impressed by how long people have sex. Did you really, it, it seems to, it seems to be about fifteen twenty minutes on average, uh, which is nice. I'm, I'm, I mean, look, I mean, my my hope is that people will develop a positive relationship with the device. We know with other wearables, digital scales, smartwatch, smart rings, people will start if they have data, they'll start. They, a lot of people get excited about it and follow it, even if it's not important to them. I mean. I, you know, I you know my wife has a has a digital scale. My wife, my weight's been the same forever, but I still get on that scale every day. I <laughs> check my weight, even though it's never fluctuates by more than a kilogram or two in either direction. My hope is that people make love more. That if people are tracking their sexual health, that they will make love more and they will experience all the positive health benefits, mental health benefits, relationship benefits, and overall health benefits from that. I mean, we know that if people have an orgasm every day, the cortisol levels go down. So why don't people have sex every day? I don't, I don't get it. We know that we know that people uh, that people my age, if they have sex two times a week, two or three times a week, their risk of a, of a cardiac a, a catastrophe goes down by twenty five to fifty percent, depending on what study you look at. So why wouldn't people have more sex? And so, so much, my, my hope is that utilize, using the, the you know the tech ring, people will. We'll start having more sex and, and, and enjoy better health overall. 
Mm, yeah, and like if you're having better erections, it's more pleasurable. You're increasing your ejaculation from like you know doubling it, which would be you know amazing. And like something you said earlier about like being more vocal, I feel like across penis owners they are quite quiet. Uh, so getting to the point where it's like I actually, I mean, so much pleasure and it's so intense that you know I have to express this um, is I think amazing. And like to get to that point. Yeah. By the way, the, 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 the penis or phrase always makes me kind of laugh because my wife, a couple of times, has intervened and said she owns my penis. So <laughs> I, I, I was born with it, but she owns it. That's so funny. I haven't heard that before. <laughs> I would love to know where can the people listening find this product um, and the website, things like that. Sure. You can find us at myfirmtech.com. We do ship to Australia. Mm-hmm. There are, um, you know, but shipping is expensive. And you never, you never know what's going to happen with, with customs. So we, we are carried by a company called Calvista, who's a sex toy distributor. They, ca- they carry our product to Australia. But we have a particularly close and respectful relationship with Melissa Hadley Barrett. She's in Perth. And she has the penile rehab program. And she'll... Annie, what's her what's her email address? Melissa M E L I S S A at R S Health dot com dot AU. Amazing. And she's, and she's in Perth and she has the PLB rehab program. And if, and if men are having issues with, with E D or um especially men who have had uh, prostate prostate issues or have had or are contemplating surgery for their for their um their for you know for E D if they're really serious problem, uh she's done she's done great work yeah is there anything else when it comes to erections that you think is important to touch on and like erectile yeah there is i think you know i think um most men's problems discussed earlier is not that they can't attain erection but that they can't sustain erection Mm -hmm. and we have internal data of the company and there's going to be a research paper published at the american presented at the american urology association in this this may in the united states that indicates that if you have a problem before you take a pill put a ring on it mm-hmm. and if, if, if a man wants to whether he has ed or doesn't has have ed for the most longest lasting most powerful orgasm put a ring on it pause of course and take and take a pd5 medication so for example um the one of the ways you can measure how hard an erection is is, is the amount of time it takes for an erection to go down after climax because the more blood that's held in the penis, the longer it'll take for the you know for the erection to you know to go down. So with the average man's erection goes away in twenty five to thirty five seconds with nothing. Uh, with um, tadalafil, uh, it takes about two minutes. With the ring, at least with our ring, because they only, it's the only one tested, it's, it's it's a little bit over four minutes. And with the two together, it's a little bit over five minutes. Uh, so. Uh, that's really interesting in terms of uh, pleasure and, and, and partner relationship. So if a, guy, if a young guy comes too quickly and, want, and his partner wants to keep thrusting so they, they can enjoy pleasure, with a, with a conventional cock ring, as soon as a guy comes, he wants the thing off. With our ring, you're hard for four or five minutes. The young guys last even longer, sometimes six, sometimes six or seven minutes. And, and, and they can even get aroused enough you know, you know, to come again. For older men, it's just it, it's intimacy. So, you know, t- speaking to myself and some of our, our older, pay, older customers, if, I, if I'm hard, comfortably hard, after I climax, I'm, the male mindset of come and done 
what's who texted me while I was fucking, you know, I'll go get a drink. That goes away. I'm now there. I'm still, I'm engaged intimately, romantically with, you know, with my, my case, with my wife. Uh, and that's been real change for us as, as, as well too, in terms of the quality of our, of our lovemaking. It's, it's much less perfunctory uh, and, uh, and, and satisfying because it lasts, because the, the afterglow, so to speak, lasts, you know, lasts longer. So, what would I say? I, I, I tell men, you know, try a ring uh, before before you take it. You take it. You take a medication, uh, and also if, if you're an older man or you have risk factors, older meaning over the age of 45, or you have risk factors like diabetes, hypertension, or you're taking an antidepressant, you need to know. You, you, should, you should should want to know your data. It's time for men and their healthcare providers to start treating erectile issues objectively. Just as opposed to just pass, you know, giving opinions and passing out medications. Yeah, absolutely. I hundred percent agree with that. Um, they definitely need to start doing that. So fingers crossed with like conversations like this. And now that we have products that can record data, we'll start to see some positive change there. I hope so. Mm, fingers crossed. Um, well, I mean, I imagine you look at like vibrator, sex toys, everything's moving in that direction. So better keep going that way well i'm, I'm you know we now have we have a score called the erectile fitness score yeah and it's like your blood pressure electrocardiogram for, you know for your sexual health i'm confident that that will become a standard of care in the next two to five mm. years because we're going to have so many research pu- papers published over the next two years utilizing that score that if a doctor or a sexologist is taking care of someone and not getting their score they're not they're gonna it's gonna be malpractice yeah yeah absolutely Mm, yeah, it's super interesting. It's a great field to be in. It's a very like every day there's something new, which is awesome. Now, I ask all of my guests this question, and that is, what is something that is orgasmic to you? It could be anything at all. <laughs> What's orgasmic to me is a woman's scent. Mm-hmm. Intoxicating. It always has been since I was, you know, since I was young. And I think that's what I think that's one thing's differences between heterosexual men and homosexual men. I, I've never found a homosexual man who likes the scent of a woman or the taste of a woman. And I think so. Uh, it's and I think and I, I, I suspect this, this probably has, has a has a genetic basis, you know, as you know, you know as, as well. Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. I haven't actually heard that, but it makes sense. Mm. Ask the question. So, yeah, I. Just wanted to say a massive thank you for coming on and sharing your knowledge around this and the product. I think, yeah, this is a super important conversation and we need to be talking about erectile health more and erectile fitness and people need to start collecting this data and looking after themselves. So thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. It's a pleasure. (laughs) 